Can you play it? Like, can you do rights? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, can you play a song for 14 seconds and not get, like, arrested? Is that what it is? You remember Andrew had that whole... You know what the most iconic... Oh, that's right. He had that whole podcast where they did that. You know what's the... You know what I really love about... Oh. Um, Why is it doing that? I think it's just burning it evenly because of the wind. If you keep it down here, maybe a little... Um, what you were going to say? Uh, like, yeah, the, like the rights or whatever. Um... Mm. most classic case of like good overcoming evil and rights being returned to the people is for the birthday song (laughs) the birthday song is so wrong the birthday song is so wrong and I think that people should continue to use like fake birthday songs like happy happy birthday TGI Fridays or whatever yeah or Chili's spilled or something over there. Also, there are cats around here that, like, shit on everything. The ferals. They fight. They shit. They fight. Also, like... I thought she was, like, the horrible smell of weed. No, because there's, like, no way, right? I mean, maybe. Who knows? Who cares? It's legal. It's legal here. No, it's not. (laughs) It's, like, 100% of that. Is it ever gonna get voted on? Maryland... It's decriminalized, I think, in Philly. Maryland legalized it. Fully. I voted for it. I voted. I did pr- my civic duty. You're allowed to vote? Yeah, but I'm just not allowed to, like, own a firearm. In Pennsylvania. I did you know? Like, did you if know? If you got sent to the mental hospital, you got your voters rights taken away. Oh, my God. Okay, you, you too, bitch. so much time at the hospital. Oh, my fucking God. Did you know God, that? You were there for, like, four years or You something? need to stop. It was, honestly, okay, it's it good. made the beginning of my grad school experience really hard. You being in the <laughs> Okay, I but so here's the. Tea. I I obviously don't actually blame you. I'm joking. Here's the tea though, because Pennsylvania's like institutions don't, what the fuck, publish their data to like the whole country. Someone who is you could like, go buy a firearm elsewhere. in a different state. It wouldn't even pop up. Well, you could also just go to a firearm show. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> should we turn off the AC inside so that that sound sure. is on? Do you want me to do that? I can do it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mehi cannon from Rosa and Dana Lacrima and Nana. Yeah. Where's the other fuck I thought? Huh? It's okay. I enjoy it, but... I have a needs more salt. You want to go get some? No, it's okay. Well, maybe. I I'll don't just, know. Just put know. a pickle on it. Put a pickle on it. Um, pickle, hot pickle, egg. I do like the idea that she came out and was like, these are reefer. Not that, like, we haven't smoked weed out here a million times. And your mom hasn't smoked weed out here a million times. Maybe this reefer is extra pungent. Pungent reefer. Um, Wait, Rupert Madness, Cruella Duval. That's the title of this episode. Stroke of Genius, honestly. What? I think it's a stroke here. I think it's a stroke of genius. I there are two more. Like the most iconic contemporary art ever made. Thank you. I don't have Photoshop, so I made it on Photo P. I always use Photo P. Photo piss. Photo penis. Interesting how penis and piss rhyme. Did you ever go to a lemon party? You ever? <laughs> Is that the old people pissing on each other? No, they're fucking. Oh. Oh, are they straight old people? No, they're old men. Yes. Yes. Actually, I think one of them same Sam Delaney. I don't need to go on lemon party. I'm watching that shit every single day on Pornhub. But you're, no, you're living lemon party. <laughs> no, I'm not old yet. 
You will be living the lemon party life. You know what lemon thing I am living? Lemon left. <laughs> That's not what I was going to say. You're not going to say it? I can't say it. It'll trigger you. Lemon incest? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm living that Charlotte Gainsborough life. Oh. Didn't her dad die recently or something? No, her mom died. Charlotte Birkin. Jane Birkin. Whatever. Yeah. That's an incredible combination. Beat Charlotte Gainsborough, first of all. And I have your mom invent the Birkin. And have your dad invent lemon incest. Oh my god. I have to tell you about these people I follow on Twitter. Oh, is this going to be as good as the fish fucking? Maybe not. But, so, it's like, so I follow some people who will, like, vehemently oppose any kind of, like, morally questionable illustration. Uh Uh-huh. But then they're reading, like, racial rape. Porn. No, but then they're then they're reading like strawberry marshmallow manga or whatever. What's that? It's just about like a group of elementary school girls. <laughs> um, okay. With like a with like a big sister character. And some of the people on my That's kinda like Cloud Capture Sakura. So there there I there's a Cloud Capture Sakura poster at the Wonder Books. Do you want it? It's really good. I'll get it next time I go. Anyway. But some people will be like, oh my gosh, like, I could never, that's, like, tantamount to, like, abuse or whatever. And then other people who would be like, I continue, I have made and will continue to make trauma art for me, and I will not be canceled for it. And then we'll continue to post, like, the vibe of you being a little sister and sharing a room with your big sister. And your parents trying to give you each a room and saying, no, we like sharing. And me, like, massaging my big sister's shoulder. Like, incest shit. Like, pure and unadulterated like in text form like AO3 type like um, but it's a love story yeah, or is it like of, oh god well it's kind of like a it's like a psychosexual melodrama melodrama that's what it's my kind life of like is lord's like. melodrama and then psychic and sexual oh yeah no tr- truly like I don't know what it is like faking like I can't tie my shoes so my sister like ties them for me or whatever like that dynamic is like people are very into and the, that's like the far end where people people will like write stories like that I like to do this for my boyfriends and like make art of it where other people will be like it's weird when that is like the Overton window is like over there and so to their right are people who are like in, they, they're like for censoring uh, questionable or like canceling people for drawing questionable art like like a drawing of like let's say Tails from Sonic masturbating because Tails is techni- like canonically a child or whatever but like when you see Rule 34 stuff people are like oh lol how funny I mean I think also in the visual media Whenever you have someone who is playing off of visually, I no matter what my age is, visually I look young. That's questionable. Like, there's a whole. Oh, you mean like I'm a thousand year old dragon? Yes. <coughs> like visually, you're still a child. I don't know. There's a whole gay porn called Fun Size Boys, where it's like tall men oh with God. like little twigs, tiny little twigs, and like they're obviously of legal age. But they're all billed as 18-year-old twink. Barely legal. Right. It's like, how is that different from just fucking a child, you know? I mean, Fictional as Katya says, yeah. adult dick. Adult. Adult dick mama. Because these twinks, y- you pull it down and then it's full bush, meaty schlag. Meaty. Like, they're the oh. tiniest little twinks because you know that their twink womb I- spent so long building that third leg. Oh, do you, you know I showed you that picture of that twink today at the water park or whatever? Mm-hmm. That twink has a huge meaty dick. It's because God... And comes ropes. And people are like, OMG, how did you come that much? How... Because he edges? And they were like, IDK, is it that much? <laughs> I had a sexual experience recently <laughs> where someone who had been edging for a while... No. ...came in my mouth and it went up my nose. Oh, my God. Actually, that's kind of goals. 
it has calls. Um, I don't know. I like. Is it too much? Say it. Is it too much if I say that I most of the porn that I watch is people fucking stuffed animals? Like human people? Or yeah. Like live action like, or live cart- action like altered like strategically placed hole SPH baby. Are you familiar with SPH? Yeah. Obviously not. Because, like, the porn that I'm watching it's like a zipper is on your pants where thing. it's blurring the lines. Robin Thicke? Yeah. Let's say that. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Cancel. Um, like, I like to watch it when it's a little violent. You know, it's getting there. I like to juice it. I... You know I like to juice it. But, like, I also... Someone posted recently, they posted... The most intimate thing you can do in sex is having your partner fuck your plushie. Like, that's more intimate than, like, any, like, anal, like, like, whatever. Fisting each other simultaneously. I think a double fisting is in order. What? Triple quad fisting. Where you both somehow are twisted around and... Wait, is double fisting, do you mean... I have no idea. Do you mean simultaneous fisting, or... Like, okay, here's the situation. Or two fists in me. My fists, by both of my fists in you, and both of your fists in me. Okay, that'd be hard, but... Wait. Stand up. Okay, We're gonna keep our clothes on for this. The people need to know. Okay, stand up. What we're gonna do is put interlock legs in bed. (laughs) Oh, it's possible. But here, try... I didn't feel it, but you're... I want you to touch. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> it's possible. And we're, we're sort of drunky, so. So if we can do it, anyone can. Do you think I should do a crab walk in a, in a, in a nurse's <laughs> outfit? Or, in a, or like a nurse's outfit? <laughs> it's, it's an, wait, did they go back to Ukraine? I never had a, oh my they God. They went back, did Dasha go back to Russia to, is she like... Dasha went back to Belarus. She's Belarusian. Oh, Belarus. I. Ooh. She loves to talk about the politics there, but for no other reason than to seem like worldly or something. I don't know. What are the politics like there? Isn't it just mega authoritarian? It's, I can't. T- I could not tell you. I can barely tell you about the politics in the U.S. Like I don't know what's going. Like I know the facts of what is happening, but I don't know. I couldn't tell you what it means. Like. Like, yeah. in my head, Joe Biden is the least effective piece of shit ever, but, like, he's he could win. Like, I could see... Like, I think we're gearing up for... Have you seen the... Clo- is there any club momentum building? There was that picture of her at the Iowa Fair. She's no. like, go to the firefighters, Tom, and it's, like, four hunky men. Amy <laughs> Klobuchar is... Is the she's the, a she's, she's a luscious queen of P town in no woman's body. That's so true. I feel like it must be hard to be trans and to be trans gay because, like, there, like you, if you can suppress your gender identity, your sexuality might feel right. In like, you might feel like, oh, I do want to be having sex with men or women. Uh-huh. That's what's right to me. Like, I guess this feel like. Like, I don't feel, like... But, I mean, I know for a lot of trans people, it's not just having sex. Like, I don't know, like... Yeah. That, I, like, there's something about having sex with... I don't know. Like, I can be gay now. And Am I... Like, it's just, like... I know that, like... Like, having sex as a lesbian means that you operate at a different persona as being, a, like, a different sexual persona than a straight man having sex with a woman. Right. But I could see how someone could get tricked by that. Or, like, and that's what I feel like being kind of comp and comp-cis or whatever, mm-hmm. like, is just, like, allowing yourself to be tricked and beguiled into not being gay or trans, you know? Like, I actually, I completely agree with you and I understand exactly what you mean. Like, but also at the same time, I'm totally a little bit doing that with myself. I'm like, I don't need to be a woman. I have to tell you something about being a woman. Um, Is that 
once you're a gay man, no matter what happens, well, I don't know. Some people may be really straight, but I feel like a female Fujoshi, like, when I think about sex, I think about how I think it would be best if I were a man and the other person was a man. I, like, kind of straddle that line because sometimes I want to have sex as a man and sometimes I do want to have sex as a woman, you know? Mm. I'm not, like, cross-dressing all the time when I fuck, but that... I made porn recently. I guess I could show it to you. If you, you made some porn? Yeah, but it's, like, I'm, like, full-on cross-dressing. Oh, wow. Have makeup on. Bitch! That's iconic. I haven't done that. Um, do you want to see it or no? Maybe. It's just a blowjob, a little though. bit. I just, yeah, I don't know. It's so, it's weird because when I think, when I think of sex, I'm like, you know what I, I, you know what I think of when I think of trans sex, like trans woman with a straight man? Damage. Yeah. Trauma. You know what I mean? For some, oh, bitch. Oh, wow. Oh, hair back. Hair up. I need to have it up because I was like. Oh, wow. There's a lot of dick to deal with. I see that. Then we moved. What was this shot on? My phone. This is on my phone. The contrast is up so high. Like, the person you're sucking has, like, the deepest tone. I think it's... Have have we moved yet? No. About to move. Into the light. Oh, there we go. It's just the lighting. Oh. Oh, I love that. Good angle. The eyeliner? Bitch. No eyeliner, just uh, just mascara. Oh, okay, okay. It's just smudged. Oh, see, now you can see there or his skin tone better here. At first, it's, like, crazy contrasted. But you were there, so you know what it looked like. Yeah, I do know what it looked like. Is there some? Is there anything going to happen? No. Okay. No, he doesn't, like, come on me or anything. It's just sucking. It was just a little bit of... You know, like, uh, I'm not, like, taking full-on videos to, like, put online. This is just for me. That's fabulous. I love that. Honestly, Golden Bear Award. Immediately. Palm Dwarf. We'll put this in a museum. Palm Dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could become an artist who would just, like... Like, I wish I, like, could get to the point where I could just put videos of me sucking dick. Yeah, that'd be cool. In a museum. Um, who was that person who was like, NKG is the most important artist? Who? Was that YouTube video about the end of art that you were watching, and then I watched, and then we talked about it? Um, like something Santos, Dantos, Arthur Dantos. Yeah, some sort of YouTuber. Um, was kind of just this idea that the project of art to figure out what it was about like i feel like it was it's a provocative title that like basically his philosophy like what i did value was the um (laughs) the language of perceptual equivalency because that's why i feel like realism in general is done that like photography and film uh made perceptual equivalency in art in art so like the guy basically details that there have been in western art there have been originally there was this idea of perceptual equivalency that mm-hmm. like you're getting as close to realism as possible in painting and drawing but i think also you could bring that into literature that you're trying to make literature more and more real you could see that as like kind of the turn towards um first um like like i mean what's uh pre-romantic what was that not baroque or i guess just enlightenment you know the enlightenment but then like trying to make literature more real you have um uh limited omniscient third person you know and then it goes more in in towards like cerebrality and flaubert and proust eventually but that like with the invention of the camera and film there became there were ways to make perceptual equivalency like 
like actually instantaneous yeah or perfect. like as like in a much more real way yeah so art became about expression and expressing things and so and that's what I felt was valuable is expressing that thing because like I think he and I think the like idea that like in terms of expression the kind of the Dada and then um, pop art and modern art in general had this question of art can be anything you know so any expression can be art you know so I think that was a valuable turning point but like I, what I thought was useful was this idea of turning away from perceptual equivalency because that's what I think we're in a moment of well I hope film I feel like has been trying to be perceptually equivalent there's this turn towards realism towards grittiness you know when that is and it is stylized in a lot of ways but like this idea that art is supposed to mimic life in a realistic mm-hmm. way it's the like and you know i'm against realism i think what art should do is if it's going to try and be real i much prefer it when art tries to mimic how it feels how realism feels which is inherently fantastical it's heightened it's emotional you know and sometimes that can be subtle and sometimes that can be like really but yeah so i think that put that really puts words and like theory to my feeling of anytime i ever see someone make a painting that's like picture perfect and it's like super realist and they're holding like i don't know like a a can of PBR in like one hand and like a chicken in the other and the, ah. and the focus is on like every brush stroke is made by human hand I'm like yeah well so is so are uh, Jeff Koons paintings but like those are made like like one would print something he's basically using ah. studio assistants as the mechanism of printing because well, he mean, designs a painting and then they paint it exactly according to the the layout basically yeah i mean photo realism realistic painting is in is impressive it takes a lot of dedication and skill and there's a market for it but as an artistic statement i don't understand what it says other than i took the time to draw this in detail so that it would look real um even though as if it were taken by a photograph when you could have just taken a photograph of it unless you're going to do something interesting with that mm-hmm. so creating something fantastical and doing it photorealistic is a way to question the boundaries of reality so like making something look like a photograph but it's actually a drawing that you made and it's something that could never exist to me that the that <laughs> gesture that like kind of mission uh, was summed up and completed to the end of the earth by a TikToker who's like, making videos is weird. And you know what's weird? This isn't even my phone. I printed it out. Yeah, it's not even my arm. I printed it out. <laughs> it's not even me. I printed it out. And it's not even me. I'm on a screen or whatever. Yeah. And I think that that sort of jokey application of it is the ultimate and inevitable application of it. Of photorealism. It's just that like, oh, haha, gotcha. Right. Or like the video where it's like, mom's when you can't find the ketchup and she like opens the fridge pushes the mayo aside grabs into air and then it oh look at all the lonely people and it's like (laughs) like that sort of that kind of boundary of of art becoming on like just an illusion easily an illusion a trick whatever ai and stuff like that is going to get to the point where it's anything could be anything so it doesn't really (laughs) Well, and with deep fakes, it's like now there's actual digital software to do that with photos and videos. You don't even need to do yeah. like photorealistic drawing or painting because you could just Photoshop like something really heinous, like Mitt Romney uh, fucking... The, uh, the neck of a chicken that he's cut the head off. Yes, exactly. That chicken that lived for a time, like Pete the Immortal Chicken or whatever his name was. That the lived- mayor? The one, no, the one who lived yeah, there. Yeah, became a mayor. He didn't become a mayor. Bitch, he came a mayor. Oh, my God. He came a mayor. Mayor Ishtar. Mayor Mayor. Mayor Ishtar. The video is that one was like, Mayor, I know. She's coming. She's bringing her whole family. I know. Even the alcoholic ones or whatever. Ooh, you know, we should get our other drinks. But that's so... I was just going to say, do you want me to grab them? Yeah. All right. Can you also grab me, like, a little snacky? Yeah. Ah, what should I sing? Um... 
I can't sing that. I sound so bad, probably. At least I can- I know I'm in tune. <gasps> what if I'm not in tune? <laughs> she says she gonna die, girl. You better not lose that ass Two kinds of potential. Must you fight the potential? Then it's time to potential. What were we talking about? Just art. Oh, that's what I. Oh, can we talk about Goya? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, do you want me to close the door? No, because the AC's not on. Oh, that's it's right. Colder out here than it is oh, This is so good. You have to try it. Bitch, guava. Guava. I miss guava queso, queso fresco. Oh, bitch. I wish we could go get that right now. Damn. Isn't that good? Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I mean... But so... Oh, that, yeah. So, realism... Well, and that's like... So, we were watching this video about Goya and the black paintings, oh. the thing... And so we actually watched two of them, and they were. I felt like they were both kind of bad. One of them was like. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I don't think they were bad. I just felt like they were woefully incomplete. The first one's thesis was that the black paintings were he was mentally anguished at his life and Spanish society. And these were a reflection of this gross society. Yes, that's true. <laughs> the other one was like. Oh, they're, um, um, this, they're his fear of death, you know, and what he will become in death, you know, and what, like, living has made him into, which is also, again, I don't think that's a completely wrong, like, it's not an incorrect element of it, but, like, if we're taking something like Saturn devouring his son, Mm. which they did both point out, was in his dining room, it, first of all, like, let's look back to... Well, it's, it's it's camp, first of all, right? You said... It's, um... Like, Goya got his start in Rococo art making. Ruff. Ruff. And can I have the other half? Yeah, yeah. Um, what is the soda? Yeah, if it's good. It's pretty good. Um, Honestly, it kind of tastes like a momenti. And they talked about how throughout his life, he, his art evolved as he both tried to reflect what he saw and do commentary on superstition and, like, and social ill. I think my problem with it is that it was, like, a very underwhelming art history lecture. Like, if I went to, if I was in college and I went to that lecture, I'd be like, I'm not inspired. It's cool, but... Well, and so, what I think is interesting is, like, they talk about um, Los Caprichos, which was, like, were these kind of etchings that were inversions of the kind of Rococo cute things. They weren't just... They weren't drastically different. They were twisted mirror image versions, you know? And so then when we get to the black paintings, I think there is an element of them that is the fear of death, the fear of the supernatural and the unexplainable and the fear and like the fear of this like light of fading from the world you know this insular turn inwards and i think it is also pain and i also think it's critique but what i feel like is that they were also like expressions of like 
imagination and whimsy that like that like their sick twisted versions of what he saw in real life of both the real gritty horrible stuff but also these beautiful things that he thought he was supposed to depict does that make sense uh huh um and then if we go to Saturn Devour and his son I feel like there's even the like it had like the body proportions in the way it depicts like the body it's grotesque but it's also elongated it's I feel like it's emotionified it's not a like it is a nightmare and it's a distortion mm-hmm. and that uncanniness is what makes it creepy to some people to so many people but also what makes it so evocative I don't know do you have any thoughts yeah it makes it very fish evocative whereas if like literally bitch relax What Saturn devouring his son tells me is that Goya had a sick sense of humor, but he was also real about the real shit that he'd seen. Yeah, I agree. And the real awful stuff that he had experienced. Like, because it's like wild. It's like whoever made the last unicorn movie. Mm-hmm had to like have been like you know been in some like kind of domestic violence situation or something because like it's a fucked up emotionally charged whatever it's like nightmare fuel but it's also beautiful and the person also had fun making it what if we were like we're in like a cafe it's like um like foley we should do foley for our episodes Okay, I'm going to leave that to you. Yeah, I'll never do it, but I, I'd like to. Well, we do it in real life when we, like, go record at a cafe. Yeah, that's so true. Let's go. We'll record the next episode at Glockalome or whatever. Reanimator. It's only 9, 10, so we're going <clears> to... <throat> Mama. They're um, not open. Those I don't know. My thoughts on... I think that's really well put in a far more interesting start than what they had to say but but the, yeah like I, I like see the thing is like I like paintings and I just think that like the that like take of like every piece of artist is also a product of his context it's a very art history 101 kind of take yeah and not only is it uh, a product of his context you said this it tells you about the power structures that created it yeah um, I don't know, I just feel like also these guys are taking for granted, or they're taking as, um, they're kind of taking as truth that, like, art is this thing that, Western art is this thing that we should, like, try to understand and, and work through because it's, like, good. Like, oh, art, like, art, we love the arts. But the arts can be co-opted by any group. Like, there are definitely famous contemporary sculptors and painters or whatever who are fucking conservatives. Even if it's not in what they say or what they make their art about. It's Ooh, like, like their you know, money. Well, if you live... Listen, if, you what's li- his name? if you're living in a uh, an entire floor of an apartment building in Chelsea paying over 20 grand a month in rent... I'm sorry, but you're... Who is that? Carla. Oh. The artist who uh, had a studio at um, Dylan and yeah, but is Foley. she like famous? No. Oh, I mean she's had she's maybe shown at Art Basel or something. So she's like has a career, but what's her last name? Uh, I forget, but I could search Carla on my text and, and find it. That's how I found it before. I sent it to Harley. But like, would I have heard of her? No. Oh no, she makes very pallid like. She big, make melody big, art. She like the. A little bit better. She well, not really. It's about the As same. A, she makes she like does plaster casts and then paints it gold. Like they have like 
they have one of her sculptures at up in upstate, just like outside, like leaned against something. Where? Dylan and Colby live in upstate New York. Oh, they just have one. But of Dylan's her. going to um, Hunter for grad school. Oh, cool. Which I'm sure she's done all of the pros and cons and researches, but I don't know. I just feel like she's such a fabulous artist. Like, if she, it gives her space to work on her art, that's true. A lot of people do that. A lot of people will be like, "Oh, as an artist, you go to grad school, so you have two years to just make art." Which, of course, I used to have a meltdown and change my entire life. But isn't that good then? Yeah, ultimately, I would say that grad school saved me. Among you and other, other things, too, of course. With me? I, no, I'm just kidding. Well, you know, we could never have known how one thing would lead to another, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm like... You know where I'm at with art. Because you saw my post that was like... Hey, everybody, like, stop going to galleries and start harassing people who know your name. Like, you could harass uh, a senator or whatever... But they don't know you. They don't know who you are. Start harassing... Like, harass the nurse that's trying to get people into a study where they're not paying them enough. Like, harass your local uh, gay organization if they let the blood cabin Republicans and please have don't boots like at this, their pride. Don't like this Instagram. Just, exactly. Just have, like, a feud with someone so that next time that happens, they'll say, oh, maybe more than one person actually cares about this. But I do like art. I mean, I, lo- I like graffiti. I like illegal mm-hmm. art. What I appreciate about you as a person is that you're going to express what is right and you're going to express your values even when it's not socially convenient. Like, I often choose social convenience and like to like, that's just how I move through the world. I think that I'm a scaredy cat. Um, and I'm kind of like I don't want like I get uncomfortable with social conflict but I I wish I could be more like you and when someone does something that I don't like thank you I do feel that way like the other day someone from the program was like well you didn't sign up for the grocery shopping and I was like did I sign up the past four weeks when we went on the same day to the same store well that's the rule oh but it didn't apply the past four weeks. Well, no one signed up those days. So you didn't think to warn me that my schedule, me, an autistic person's schedule would change? And I was like, and the person was being like, oh, well, you didn't sign up. Like, you didn't do the thing. And I'm like, okay, okay, hold on. What's this? I will follow the rules so far, like, from this point on. But do not try to tell me that I did something, that I didn't request something that I've been doing and expected to do the past four weeks. Well, and that, like, no one else was doing it either, and you don't live there, so they can't remind you as much. Yeah. So it's like, I understand that, like, maybe you've, like, had to explain something to another client before, but I am going to call you out if you are wrong. If it relates to, like, my teeth. Like, even, like, me... I even, uh... What's it called? Confronted, like, the people who wrote my disability out of existence. Oh, yeah. And it was like, I don't trust you like that anymore. You know? Yeah. Because what it really came down to was, how far are you going to stick your neck out for someone like me? And see, I'm the kind of person where, like... I'm ready to stick my neck out for any trans person unless they're, like, I don't know, like, Buck Angel or something. Caitlyn Jenner? That bitch. <laughs> My favorite transphobic content ever, though, is Chris Jenner being like, Bruce was the most, and I can say that I'm trans, Bruce is the most stubborn person I ever met. I wonder if Caitlyn will be the same. Like, like we're going to meet her for the first time. Like, that insane content. I actually that love that. So that's hilarious. It's very that's funny. That's so shady. It's very campy. I saw another, I, I don't know, you know that woman where she has Chloe and, and Courtney and Kate, Kim, like, she puts, like, the post-its on her nails, like... Yeah. The f- my favorite part of the most recent one was where Kim was like, I'm putting a crouton on my salad. That's a, I'm on an adventure. And Chloe's like, not the single crouton. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so funny. Also, I think Kay Hall Kardashian was very funny. What do you... There was someone who was on a Teen Noir video where she's like, I think... Well, and Teen Noir was also like this. Like, the Kardashians are going to be studied. 
Like oh, hundred percent. I know they make those joke memes or whatever. But it's like my professor in twenty fifty seven. Like, so who created the Instagram revolution of twenty? 20- exactly. Whose picture created the Instagram or whatever like that? Who whose picture quote broke the internet? Oh, what happened to my? Oh, uh, must have fallen off here. Go. We're looking for the joint. Where's my J? Um. I'll find it. Anyway, I don't. I didn't even really need it. (laughs) Unclear. Oh, Oh, I found it. Where? Here, on the table. Um, Oh, we're stupid. Well, I'm stupid. I don't know, and, like, anytime I think about, like, how I want my work to be, or if I want to do something, or if someone says, oh, I want my work to do this and that, you know that, like, you know the teacher whose voice is, like, always in your fucking head? Like, mine is Cameron, and he's saying, do you really want your work to be whimsical? What does whimsy do for us? Or... Do or you s- want your work to be whimsical? No. Or something I like... I do. Or something like... fun things. And something doing... Are you being... Are you being, like, productively ob, um, ob- obstinate? No. Opaque? Are you being productively opaque, or are you just being coy? Like, if you're being coy about, like, saying that we should critically redistribute wealth, like, what's the point in that? Or does that, does that opacity serve something? Right. For some reason? I also love to say that personhood is an expensive scam. And I also love to say that um, higher education is an expensive real estate scam, which it absolutely is. Yeah, I feel like it's not just an expensive real estate scam. I think that it is mostly an expensive, expensive real estate scam. Think about it. How? Where else can you charge that level a, of rent to people? A, a tax evasion scam. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. That's the other thing that I would say. That's the other thing that it is. It's because rich people give money to colleges to, like uphold these institutions that um what's it called when you instead of distributing oh you aggregate they that aggregate knowledge and well, culture and learning yeah 100% so that learning becomes an elite uh thing and not a not a democratic process well totally yeah that's absolutely true but like but even like so i was like looking up um the ASL certification at the Frederick Community College. And it was like, let's do the math. Like, what's your degree going to cost you? It? It's like 14 courses, and it's like 40 grand or something. 40 grand at the community college? Yeah. And I was like, I can't afford that. And they're like, well, get some loans. I was like, period, sister. No, you escape loans. Why I would did you- escape loans, but then I immediately put myself in Okay, credit card debt is a little different from a loan, though. I like agree. lower, like lower level. It's also usually you can like re- you can like pretty easily reduce the monthly payment and whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, I loved it, but ultimately, it holds the same place in my heart as like summer camp, except that it's like vaguely professionally beneficial. I would say that I feel much better having gone to school twice, like post-secondary, but um, would I say anyone should pay full cost, full price for it? Absolutely. The people who have the money, but that's the problem. Like someone once told me, someone who worked for the school, Kenyon, was like, oh, it's like two thirds full pay. And I was like, are you fucking my dick? I mean, it's like, like, I feel like my education was a great privilege, and there are lots of parts of it that I appreciate, but at the same time, like, when I think about my education and my development as a person, it is important, but not the sole thing that made me the person who I am. Especially the second go around with grad school, as like, I had a whole life happening outside of grad school, whereas when I was in college... 
like you live at college you like it's the college is your life but during grad school it didn't feel like I was like having this like educational experience life where my life was changing actually felt really impacted by all the other things going on in my life yeah while I tried to learn you yeah. know and I felt those things pressing in on me yeah uh, rather than school being something that took up everything for me like maybe it would have been a different experience if I had gotten a PhD or if I had lived on campus or closer to campus or really tried to enmesh myself there or had to because I had to work hard like work more there yeah but like I really could preserve my life and social life outside of it and yeah I agree I hear you I think it's also I think it would be very easy if one wanted to to trace the lineage of a lot of the stuff that a lot of the classes that I took in, in undergrad to the roots of white supremacy because so <laughs> like I read black authors and other authors of color and in ger- texts by Germans in German and Turkish people in German and um some mm, texts that have been translated from other languages that I don't know but I feel like a lot of it is social knowledge and network building whether you recognize it or not and whether or not it's sincere or not because I feel Um, genuinely good about the friends that I made in in undergrad but like most of my friend group like the core friend group straight white privileged yeah I mean not completely but 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 like on average they tend to be yeah I mean and and they all have stable ass lives lives basically except for the people whose like dads are dead or whatever like me yeah you know what they say about girls with big feet big dick so Uh, dad's dad yeah that's right so yeah it's just it's hard because like it's a holocaust denier from my english oh my god well can i make it can i well i think for example when i was in metaphysics and metapoetics and metafiction we read chaucer calvino hamlet we read one book by um we read mumbo jumbo by ishmael reed ishmael reed we read borges who's fabulous and who wrote in spanish german and english so I guess like what I would say is that in the kind of humanities like a large part of what the humanities I would say the humanities kind of has two different strains and these aren't like kind of different fields that like fight they are just two different kind of impulses that exist in a lot of fields in the humanities is either to affirm culture or to critique it mm-hmm. and so that affirmation of culture of ideology and ideas is what the basis of the kind of humanities university system is about you know and then i think you could extend that to the social sciences and the natural sciences and the arts too but like i'm just speaking about the humanities because that's where i was at Mm -hmm. you know that like it's all about like saying these are the best books to read these are the things that you need to know like this is where knowledge is and so much less and that like critique as an like a function of the humanities I would say has become a much bigger part of academia uh-huh but even critique so often it feels insufficient because it's not action like critique it should be a stepping stone towards action yeah towards teaching new ideologies and like and so or, like, using critique to talk about the things that students may have learned before, but not just critiquing Shakespeare to the end of time, because, like, what else is there to do? Like, we can sit here and critique Shakespeare, or we can say, we'll only perform and read Shakespeare when we, because it is influential, and when we give students the tools to, like, to engage with it critically and understand what the power structures that allowed Shakespeare to be created. And so much of writing in that sector in my my understanding like people who go people who go to get their PhDs in 
Victorian English or whatever. I feel like they want to believe that it's more universal than it is. And oftentimes papers end up being like, oh, what a beautiful statement and question you had. It was so aesthetically, it had the jouissance, you know, it had like that intellectual jouissance where you like learn something about yourself, but that still obfuscates the systems of power that allowed those texts to be created in the first place. Well, and to be careful, you studied stuff that was seen as niche and like completely like I would not say that Delaney is an outsider artist in any stretch of the imagination but in academia he seems like one because like no one had read him no one had engaged with him like even in grad school like it just really felt like no one was interested in doing his stuff I think that 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 exactly what you just expressed is could be a useful tool for recognizing um, creative or cultural powers or or like you know artists that for whatever reason and maybe for a bad reason aren't looked at or read or tried you know brought into the canon right so like it could be that it's like Milo Yiannopoulos and it's like yeah Milo shouldn't be at fucking Berkeley but like there he is um, well but it's also like but if you if if no one's talking if no one's really talking about Delaney or they like heard of him like oh whatever I think that's a good indicator that like he's his work what he's doing and what he, what he writes is chafing against the like what white supremacist patriarchal English machine of, well, I feel of like, interpretation and of art and of like crit- criticism criticism like right? so I would say that there are people that we shouldn't talk about and there are people that we don't talk about yeah. like there are people that I won't talk about I won't talk about Conrad other than to critique him like I have nothing to say about him that's good unless it's saying he was influential and bad you know yeah um, or like um, F. Scott Sparknotes, yeah. you know, whatever. Like, I. Um, to Kill Mockingbird. Uh, Harper P. Harper 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 Pe- Harper Penis. Harper Collins. Uh, Harper uh, D'Antonio. Blah blah blah. blah. No. <laughs> um, but um, but so I think that, but like so like these things I won't talk about them. But it's, and I found that people, it's not that people wouldn't talk about Delaney, it's that they didn't. Right. It's, they, they, there was no refusal, there was just nothing. And, like, you, like, learn, like, it's, like, I don't know, like, or they're just people I came across at the margins, you know, like, you read one Bell Hooks thing, you know, like, but then, like, when I would come out into the real world, I felt like Bell Hooks was so much more, like, so important, not just to me, but to other people. Like, running into, like, five different people who say my favorite book is Bell Hooks' Love. Right. I can't remember what it's actually called. It should be Love. It might just be Love. But, like, you know, I guess it's also, like, part of it, it's, like, what literature is important to people, you know? Yeah. And, like, also thinking about how, like, I feel like if we're talking about especially marginalized artists... The Academy is, like, 60 to 70 years behind. Like, barely even talking about James Baldwin. Like, still, like, Richard Wright. Which is, like, not like Richard Wright is bad, but there is... Now there must... Is there not, like, a hundred years of, like, black writers in America since him, you know? I also get that, like, it's people who were studying in the 80s are teaching these courses... And who was relevant, like, was in those times, were this very select list. But it's like, I don't know, this part of being a teacher is always be opening yourself up to teaching newer things. I agree. It just feels like, um, in my experience, undergrad was like summer camp that then 
gave me the interpretive and ideological and also intellectual and intellectual skills, skills to, to engage to graduate school where the really dank shit was like the stuff that was like the stuff that was like so critical of all the things that almost all the things that I learned in undergrad and also the institution institution of my undergrad where if that stuff lived in undergrad it would be antithetical to the like in I re- oh in ordinary I have notes, a good Christina oh. Sharp writes the dictionary suggests itself yes which I think is extremely clever and I think that's something that people don't recognize in undergrad because they're like oh I got into a good school and I'm gonna be smart and I'm gonna be successful that well so Derek Scott I can't remember in which book it is that's right. but so and so I I kind of agree with you like my the second to last semester I took this course called reading the ethnic canon which is all about the establishment of the academy and the allowing in of uh authors of color into the into the like the literary canon um we also just talked about the academy in general and he said that the uh, like the academy and like higher ed is the proven ground of the middle class it is the gateway to the middle class and it's where you learn both where you network to get a job after college. You get the, the like, the actual, what's it, like, the diploma is your, like, your piece of paper that you need to get a lot of, to reach these higher paying jobs that can lead you to middle class life. And you also learn the culture of the middle class so that you can engage sufficiently in middle class things. But then as more and more people have tried to go to college to escape poverty that they're like that like higher education has gotten to has need to stratify itself and like jobs have like required even higher and higher degrees you know now if you want a really good job it's not just like getting a college degree is something but it's not like if you want to get make more than a hundred thousand dollars like a lot of the times you do have to get a second kind of degree or you have to work in a trade where you can work up to that in another way like it takes more education more training more dedication to like that like higher education isn't even enough anymore but even this idea that it's the proving ground of the middle class i i was like oh so that's why we only read white people and why the entire study of english is pointing out what's good and trying to categorize that into boxes because that affirms that english is something that's important to study oh my god i mean this is what we talked about like we had another talk colonization is a project of definition and naming and definition Yes, and that, like, to be economically successful, you have to, which is something that a lot of people want, and that's expected of people, like, is that, like, you go to college, so, and a part of that college is being indoctrinated into the colonial ideal that English is a, like, is more worthy of study just because we speak it, you know, and that, like, we should be studying these literatures and this stuff, and, like, it's, like, it's like even the premise of English in some ways it's like you want to be like well English is necessary for communication of course we study it but it graduates into study of culture and ideology English I feel like in a lot of ways is this like kind of it's like the sculpture department at Temple it takes everything that everyone else won't take you know study of like media of like communication of creativity um, in a lot of ways and that, like, kind of, and people will study everything, in, like, like, and what things mean. Like, you know, in Blanket, uh, like, like, that book is about, like, KT Thompson was, like, they talk about how, like, like, what blankets mean, you know, like that, and that, this English is where you learn to do that. And in some ways, I'm like, yes, we, like, need to have something, but, like, calling it English and making the focus of the literature white people the empire and the empire's hegemonic goals capitalism all these things um obscures the fact that it is colonialist indoctrination and i think that a non i think a bad faith argument about studying all those old english writers and stuff is like well well, in order to understand the the mechanisms of the evils of capitalism and colonialism and you stuff. Need you need to read, to, like, read the, the, Great the, the Great Gatsby. Or and it's, it's like, like in order here's to the key, bitch. 
there are books from that era written by other people that are definitely more important and impactful than that book ever could be. You can read the description on Sparknotes and get it, but but what about like Ishmael Reed was writing at the same time? Well, and it's also like later, if still. you're going to do, let's say, um, like G2. A col- a Engle- well, but like England something as like a colony critique. Like so, let's say you want to do apart. the Bible, you know. Like if you're gonna teach, because the Bible is like, like, culturally and um, socially important to it's an important text that people have said is important you what you should do is present it in its proper context say these were compiled texts present the hebrew bible as a different religious text that was co-opted by this other movement because this other movement essentially grew out of judaism in a lot of ways drew out of apocalyptic judaism apocalyptic messianic judaism into and like esoteric like miracle working like Mm, yeah absolutely and like made their own religion i was like reading this one thing and it was like oh so like the reason like paul had yeah paul had this like spiritual experience where jesus told him not to be trying to preach to other jews but to be preaching to gentiles you know to be non like to pagans pretty much and that that is what made Christianity fundamentally different than all these other Messianic Judaisms and apocalyptic Judaisms that, where they were like, oh, the like, you know, our Messiah is coming or this special miracle person is the Messiah, you know, this prophet or whoever. I but, would say that. But so like presenting that alongside the Bible and then presenting how has the Bible changed? What like like so many thi- like it's, it's such obsession in then, academia with primary source. It's like we're gonna actually read the Bible and it's like which one, bitch? Yeah, it's been like, translated to English from which one? From where? What's the lineage? You and know? like and people don't think about that. No, what Bible? Like which Bible do you mean? Exactly. What part of the Bible? Like because, like, the Bible is a, something that we made. It's just like when people are like, oh, biology is real. It's like, biology is something that, like, we define what it is. Like, there are real things out there, but Bio- even the terms that we use to describe them biology are not real. Biology is real. I agree. Biologia. Israel. Um, but so, I, like... Yeah. But so, like, if you're... You have to... If you're, something is so important that you need to teach it to someone even if it doesn't reflect your views so something like you could say Shakespeare is important enough like he's had a big enough imprint on English language culture which is one of the most dominant cultures in the world right now like not like obviously the only but like one of many and like and it influences a lot of other cultures too like it maybe it is useful to read Shakespeare because you but like what I would do is if I had to teach a Shakespeare course, I'd pick one play and just do adaptations of it, responses to it, and the origins of it. Like, where did Shakespeare, like, this is, I mean, because this is how I would do Beloved, too, is I would read Beloved first, and then I would read all this background material on it, so you do a funnel in time towards when Beloved was created, and then in the second half of the semester, you do a funnel outwards, where you read... Mm-hmm. I mean, like, maybe this would be a year-long course where you do a funnel outward. You do all the things that this, like, if this is a crucial piece of literature, whether or not I agree with it or not, how I want to approach it is showing all the things that, like, influenced and differed and, like, the the milieu that it came out of mm-hmm. and the milieu that it created. I think exhaustive uh, academic practice like that is so rare but so useful. Like, some of the most... Um, gratifying act, you know, learning experiences learning experiences that I've had have been in classes where it's like, the professor is like, have you noticed that, this is like, jab like, have you noticed that like, this book of the Bible is like in this year they started taking taxes, and then they changed the taxes, and then another one is like in the, in the beginning, beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. That they in have the different priorities. The word, and the, like, literally, also I wanted to mention, as someone who came up through the church, a church very similar to the Catholic Church, Episcopalian, in terms of, like, parable and story or whatever, it was always, like, what does this mean? Like, 
Do you think Jesus really made the fish and loaves? Or do you think people were just generous? And so, like, as it went around, people thought, you know, went, I'm going to help my fellow man. And, and then when they got to, back around to Jesus, it was like one fish had turned into seven, and the other ones, uh, the fish and, lo- fish and loaves. Fish or loaves. But it was always like, what, you know, what can, how can we be better Christians to our neighbors by reading these stories? And it's like, that's tired, bitch. Well, but it's also like... It's also just like English in, in any school, Kenyan included. Like, if you're, like, going to teach a message of generosity, be more nuanced about it. Like, maybe See, start there. Like, if I was going to teach a yeah, lesson on kids, generosity, maybe. I would start... I would be like, this is a famous story of generosity. Many people interpret this as a miracle, but the other way you could look at it is that people... Uh, that people became generous once one person was giving away. Another example of this is the very common stone soup, where one person is like, well, I'll make a soup. I don't got anything to put in it. I got a stone. Oh, or like everyone's like has nothing. Then someone volunteers something. But then I would go That's very into- very blood from a stone, you know what I mean? But then I would go into something a little more nuanced where I would like talk about what does generosity look like or times when ge- people have been generous in a way that communities did not appreciate. You know, I would talk about like billionaires giving away money at like eventually that's probably where I would go. I would talk about how generosity for, ri- for the wealthy class. Philosophina Tubina has a video on like effective altruism where I think honestly for me, some of her videos and I think you said this or someone else said that like they're very didactic but like ultimately um I thought she got to an interesting point which where can the, where you help me like this I think it might be dead honey Mm-mm, there's still like a wait maybe you're right oh it's totally dead do you want to like get some food or something yeah sure we've been going for an hour and five okay let's end alright baby what should we end it with mm, yummy 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 eat it eat it eat it Mm, yummy, yummy, yummy. Mm. Sure, yummy. Yeah.